Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow is it? The Wait, tomorrow? No. Oh. <laughs> what are you oh, doing? <laughs> Merry Christmas in six days. <laughs> where where um, are you going? I don't that? know. I was trying to roll with you, but then... I forgot like what date we're recording for, so I got confused. What is time around um, this time? What is my name? Okay, but did you know that two of Santa's reindeers originally had different names? No. Instead of Donner and Blitzen, mm-hmm. they were Dunder and Blixum. <laughs> Dunder? I don't know why that's funny to me. Dunder. Um, because that was a Dutch way to refer to thunder and lightning. Wait, that's what cool. is um, Dunder and Mifflin? Is that? Oh, that's Dunder Mifflin is uh, the office. Right. Is it there? Is there like a thing? Nah. Dunder? Not connection to the office. I mean, is there? Is Dunder like a? Dunder, I guess. A is festive thunder. thing? Oh. Dunder Mifflin, but I don't, I think those were just names. Weird, Can you name all the reindeer? Go. I absolutely cannot. You know, sure. <laughs> Don't stop. Dancer, Prancer, and Vixen. I can't name them. You don't know that song? I know the song. I can't name it. Sing it then. I don't have the names, Taryn. <laughs> Get off my back. Everyone, and welcome no back to Unsolicited Advice. I'm Ashley. I'm Taryn. And <laughs> I am Christmas Spirit. I'm Christmas Spirit. Ashley hates Christmas Spirit because it steals from her spirit. It's true. <laughs> ha- try having your birthday. And Dude, every year, Christmas takes it from you. That is the absolute roughest holiday to share. It sucks so bad. Because no one does not celebrate. Wow. Literally, no, no one, one will come to your birthday party. It's yeah. not going to happen. Um, but <laughs> so it has stolen my thunder. But I would say I am the merriest. So I take offense too. No, I'm just kidding. I take I'm offense kidding. to you. We do love Christmas we stuff. We do love Christmas. We do. We, we love do. all things Christmas. Yeah, we do. Um, I'm actually currently dating someone <laughs> whose birthday's on Christmas Eve. I think that's such a trip. It's so <laughs> weird. So he's actually going to be spending Christmas with me and my family this year. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, he Cute. is. We're very excited about it. And I was visiting my parents uh, oh, recently. Oh, poor thing. Because <laughs> Alicia's going to be filming the crap out of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's not going to want to be in any video. Um, I think that's good for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're going to be doing like Christmas Eve at my parents' house. So we're going to go out to dinner for his birthday. So fun. And celebrate like our birthdays. And then I think I want to do, I think we finally figured out something fun. Like uh, I think we might go to the wineries in Temecula if they're open. Oh, cool. Like the day after Christmas. Yeah. I've never done that for my birthday. And it's I so, it's such a Riverside thing. Yeah. Um, Temecula is. So uh, we were thinking about doing something like that How to cute. kind of like be able to celebrate both of our birthdays yeah. separately, but together. No, that's so cute. Yeah. I love that. But yeah, if you can try not Watch to have kids show on up. the holidays, you guys <laughs> no, are like you sitting. Come. You guys are sitting all romantic, and I'm like, I would love. Hey. I never see. Well, actually, it was going to be the whole family, so not just the two of oh, us. Oh, then I'm for sure coming. Yeah, yeah. The day after Christmas, there. So that's the plan. I haven't booked anything yet. I know I'm slacking. I should do that now, but that's hopefully going to be the plan. I love that. Yeah, I love that for you. Um, I don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have a boyfriend this year. I said I'm so dating I saying, someone so whose I don't birthday. Have a boyfriend. But then it was like the silence was so piercing, and then I got uncomfortable and embarrassed. You put me in an uncomfortable situation, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, FML. All right, let's continue. Let's um, get into it. You feeling any better than Chris- you were last episode? <laughs> Trying to pretend ago. like we didn't just record that. We're doing a two for today, and you guys know what that means. The second episode's always a <laughs> show. It gets weird. It gets real um, weird. What should we talk about? Let's talk about a uh, um, Christmas tradition. Ooh, okay. That's I love fun. This. Okay. Um, let me think of one. Oh, okay. So my family, we have always had fake trees, mm-hmm. 
And so our like, I would say our biggest like Christmas tradition is when we decorate the tree, mm-hmm. um, we go around and we like share. And it's so cute. Like my mom brings out her like recorder <laughs> camera and um, we go around and we, we talk about like what we love, like what's going on in our lives and then like what we're thankful for. And it's just like really cute because it's just like such an intentional time together to like put the tree up. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it always is just like crazy because, you know, my brother's like, it gets crazy. But that's, I feel like that's like our biggest family tradition. Explain why it gets crazy. The intentional no, time just gets crazy. Because my brothers are insane and we're always like fighting or like, you know, decorating the yeah, tree yeah, gets yeah. crazy. I was hung up on intentional. I was like, why? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> No, no, no. It's just like, I mean, you've been around my family. Like, we're just crazy. So uh, it's a good time. It's a great time. Fun. Uh, I don't know. You're in some of those videos. Aren't you in one of them? I've done a couple. I think. Yeah, you have. Yeah. Um, I, I, We used to decorate the Christmas tree every Thanksgiving until we moved out. We used to always do Christmas on Christmas Eve. That's a fun fact. My parents tried really hard in an effort to make me feel special on my birthday. We Which literally, is so sweet. yeah, we would do all, everything Christmas on Christmas Eve so that I could wake up and it would be my day. The older I got, the less I cared about that. But growing up, that meant a lot to me, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed that. So that's a fun little Christmas tradition we had. No, it's always cute too because like it's everything is decorated birthday, like yeah. birthday wrapping paper, yeah. birthday cake. Like my sister all the and mom always try really hard to do like non Christmassy wrapping paper yes. and non Christmassy. Which decor. is so intentional. It's so really cute. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it does. It makes a big difference. It's like, oh yeah, this is my birthday yeah. present, not my Christmas. I feel present. like you guys also always cook like a really massive breakfast. Yeah. I don't I know love where or how stories. that started, yes. but I think it was again my parents really trying to make that day not feel like Christmas and feel yeah. like a birthday. So I think that's where so it came cute. from. Which is fun. Parents yeah. are great. You're, yeah, I love your parentals. Um, if you have holiday-born kids, little things like that make a big difference. True that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to laugh if you have, like, a kid born on, like, Halloween or something. <laughs> I would love. You just can't celebrate oh my anything. God. You would love, yeah. I Imagine, like, so all, much. especially when they're a baby, like, all the, like, their one-year-old's yeah. birthday. Oh, my God. So cute. Wow, so cute. I mean, not me plotting and planning and scheming for that to happen. That would be so much fun. Your calendar, you're like. I'm like, uh, it, today's the day. Not tonight, honey. <laughs> yes, tonight, honey. Um, should we do a turn it up? Yeah. I have a great one. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, turn it up. How not to impress your new boyfriend's family. Uh-oh. This is like the embarrassing dating stories times 10 because the, pa- the parents are involved. It's really great. Okay, here we go. Hi, ladies. <laughs> I love people have been calling us ladies lately. I like ladies. It. I've been enjoying your podcast for almost a year now. I am one of those people that listens while at the gym. You weirdo. <laughs> you weirdo. I love that. Like we found this. We like, found a niche group of people. Yeah, and that it's like now a thing where it's like they feel like they need to say like I am a gym listener yeah. because we've talked about it. So yeah, much. like yeah, it's yeah. funny. I like when that starts happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I want people to start saying their countries. We're making we're making we're it a thing. Make you. It is a thing. What are other unsolicited advice isms? Uh, anonymous. That became like a thing. Right. Where dad it's jokes. Like people anonymous do Sam. send in dad dad jokes. Dad jokes. <laughs> uh, them like gushing over us in the beginning. <laughs> right. They have to give like a little blurb about mm-hmm. how much they love us and mm-hmm. how much they listen and stuff like that. That became like a thing. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. It's I don't know. <laughs> it's just crazy how like organically stuff becomes like yeah. a thing. Like, you oh, know? there's an email pattern. I mean, tearing it up. Yeah, tearing it up the thing yeah. now. That wasn't initially mm-hmm. supposed to be. Interesting. All right. Well, I love Continue. that we are we are hype we are over here just hyping you up at the gym over there. We are trendsetters. Way to crush it. <laughs> <laughs> um continuing on. She writes, it's part of my Monday routine to get my mind and body in a good space for the week ahead. So thank you both so much. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. If you read this on the pod, feel free to use my name. Her name's Samantha. 
I believe in owning your embarrassment. It's what makes life fun. It's probably not relevant, but you ladies encouraged me to figure out which Enneagram I am. Ooh. And the Oh, that's a that's a ism. Ooh. That's an ism. And the online test I took told me that I was a one and my boyfriend is a nine. I'm twenty-eight and he's thirty-one. This is the type of details I'm talking about, mm-hmm. people. That changes <laughs> everything. That changes everything. I know who you are. He's me. <laughs> You're 28, 30. That, that just like, I love this. Would it this. be hard for a nine and a one to date? Like, in my mind, that would be hard. But then also, I could see. I think it depends. Because um, I feel like you, like you specifically, like you can be very like anal about stuff. Yeah. Not okay. in a bad way. Like, right. just. Which ones, that's, like, their personality trait. So I feel like in those ways, I could see you guys having, like, the most perfect, like, routine of, like, your house and if everything. If we're anal about the same things. Oh, that's true. I think what would be interesting is if a nine and one started dating and their their OCD-ness shows in different ways. Um, like, what whatever it is that they're particular about, because ones are the... Perf- Ones are the perfectionist, which means everything they do has to be like to a certain degree and has to be perfectly done mm-hmm. every time. But it's based off of their own scale of perfection. Yeah. And then nines are the same. If but they the ones lean are towards vocal the one, about it, ones and the are vocal are about not. it, nines struggle. So See. if I was to be married to a one or date a one, and they and I liked things done a certain way, and they liked things done a certain way, but they didn't mesh. That would be really hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like if that. I had to have the kitchen clean a certain way. Let's mm-hmm. talk about something that's so simple, but like life altering. If I had to have the kitchen a certain way, and they preferred it a different way, oof. Yeah, we wouldn't make it. Yeah, we <laughs> <laughs> would have to like perfectly overlap. I've or... witnessed Ashley in a kitchen battle with Alicia, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, or you're anal about something that doesn't matter to me that could work yeah like if, if if his thing is is like the garage or like j- just other specific things that are specific to him if it doesn't affect me awesome if it affects me hopefully it's also if it affects you you'll have a big fight four months from now <laughs> yeah so. you just wait you just wait it's coming i'll tell you in about 4.5 yeah. <laughs> months <laughs> sorry okay continue. anyways but all that being said love the details because Mm-hmm. I feel like I know your guys' relationship now. Okay. So, on to the story. I had been dating my boyfriend for about three months when his sister was having a housewarming slash 4th of July party. Both of my boyfriend's sisters would be there, and they are very similar appearance-wise. Blonde, slim, stylish, and I'm not that. I'm brunette, thick, and an 80-year-old woman on the inside. <laughs> I'm done. (laughs) So needless to say, I was nervous about making a good impression, and we would be staying the night on an air mattress. My boyfriend's family is also big on drinking, and after my college days, I almost stopped drinking entirely. But I remembered my college days were quite fun, so I put on my game face, and as soon as we arrived at the party, I just started slamming White Claws. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I just love how she wrote that. Also, like, can we just talk about, because I've had a few friends, like, their family is, like, they're drinkers. Yeah. It's a it's a culture, and it's, you you don't go into it lightly. Like, you need to be aware. <laughs> my, one of my ex's family was, one of my ex's families were all drinkers, and I... I, I never really have been. I can, but I'm not to that degree. No, and yeah. it was very much like you come home from work, you drink. You mm-hmm. on the weekends drink. At holidays, it's a shit show. Like everyone's just like Yeah, like the ants drinking. falling in the planner. Yeah. Like I never grew up experiencing yeah, that. Yeah, it's so. just a huge part of, mm-hmm. of if you have the family, you get it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you're always a little thrown off by like, ah, I don't know how to act. Um, so if you're not a part of it, <laughs> I get her being like <laughs> well, slamming the white claws is funny. Um, anyways, continuing. The alcohol helped me break out of my shell a little bit, but it turns out that I could not keep up with his sisters. Games of flip cup were played, up and down the river, kings, you name it. And on top of that, I do not eat red meat, and the food that they had was typical barbecue food, meaning hamburgers and hot dogs. So she's not eating and pounding white cloths. So she... That's not a good combo. Yeah. So I filled, she writes, so I filled my stomach with alcohol and no food Oof. to help me keep my head. Oof. <laughs> I'm sure it's not surprising at all that I ended up blacking out. 
The next morning, I found out that I had peed myself on the air mattress, and my boyfriend had to change my clothes and wash the sheets. What? He miraculously was able to do this without anyone knowing, and to this day, his sisters don't know what happened the first time we ever met. To put a cherry on top on the drive home, we had to pull over so that I could throw up behind the closed door (laughs) in the gas station. Amazingly, my boyfriend and I have been dating for almost four years now, and I've attached a picture. Love, Samantha. That's a good boyfriend. Isn't that hilarious? I understand the, like, desire. That's a picture of them. They're so cute. I understand the, like, I, I, too, and I feel like, Sorry, I was a mess just now. I feel like I get the most uncomfortable at events sometimes where, mm-hmm. I, where I'm like required to network. And it does take, I need a drink. I've, I think it helps me to kind of just like get in the zone, to takes the edge off a little bit. But I can't have two. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big difference between one drink Ashley who's chill and able to like not overthink her words. And then there's two drinks, Ashley, who's probably having a little too much fun and talking too much. You know, like there's a difference. Yeah. And when meeting the family, it's a fine line. I would put you in the it's same category drink. as a yeah. networking party of like, you get one, you don't get Especially two. Especially the first time. Especially yeah. the first time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm done. I remember um, my, I, I worked with Modelise probably four years ago. And this is a, a a magazine company that really focuses on models. And when I first, fun fact, when I first got into YouTube, the first network that signed me was a modeling oh, yeah, agency. I forgot about and that. And I remember being like, I don't think I'm your vibe. Like I, I'm a, I'm on socials. Like I'm a YouTuber. I don't do modeling, but they were like, no, we're trying to grow in that area. And I thought, Oh yeah, big fish, little pond. Like that'll be good. So I, I did it. And I ended up in the Bahamas with a bunch of hot, beautiful women and we all had to you're do photo shoots. But I'm not a model. But you're hot and beautiful. I appreciate that. But I'm not, I'm not <laughs> a model. I was, and, and I got roomed with this beautiful girl. Yeah, was, she was so, was she so was sweet. So and I remember being like, you're gorgeous. I don't belong here. Um, and I was getting ready for my photo shoot. She left, thank God, to go get a massage. And I was just sweating bullets. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to take a quick shot before my before I have to meet the photographer. I took a shot of whiskey. And then the guys that it was I was talking to down there ended up just being like a good time, the bartenders. So they gave me another one. Uh-oh. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, it's free. And like, I need the courage. And I just remember being a little too like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> my photo shoot. Shouldn't have done it. But. It got me out there in my bikini, so yeah. Did the world see those photos? No, but we did it, you and it did was a life-changing moment. And I appreciate <laughs> that shot that helped me get there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> that I mean, that was relevant. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I followed you. Good, 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 good. Well. Would this be a holiday episode if we don't talk about family holiday drama? There's always family holiday drama. Always. That's why it's good we talk about it because we're all about to go mm-hmm. into some. Yeah. yeah. Maybe differing degrees, but there's going to be some. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, okay. So this is called Heartbreak for the Holidays. Oh, no. I know. Hi, ladies. I've been a listener from day one and have written in quite a few times. Uh-oh. <laughs> this keeps happening. Sorry. Um, I love you the most. Oh, that's a UAism. That that's an Ashism, specifically. Mm-hmm. I don't really know where to start my story, so let's start with a quick intro. I'm 28. Ash, 29 on December 23rd. <gasps> so close. So goes her, your boo, then you. 23rd, 24th, 25th, yeah. Yeah. An Enneagram two wing three. Hi, okay. me. That's Taryn, yeah. And married with a beautiful baby girl. I live in Louisiana and come from a divorced family with a little brother. My brother and I are five years apart. And due to his nearly dying at the age of six, we've always been really close. That is until around April when he got his first serious girlfriend. That is so hard. I don't know if you experienced... Did you like Alicia's? I loved him. But I feel like his sister's... I feel like is different. I disagree, but I do think her her age at the time d- makes us very different. Like, 
if you I'm I'm saying like you so if she's dating a guy like you're protective for sure but like it's a guy whereas like with brothers when they start dating a girl like there's this sense of like it's really easy to not like them and to be like there to be like tension whereas like a guy I feel like it's harder for that tension because they're just dudes you know what I, am I making sense I think it depends on the guy yeah, I mean, yeah. But, like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I was just very I'm, – I'm, like, the older sister. So there were a couple girls that my brothers started talking to that mm-hmm. from day one I was, like, over my dead body. And You're they knew You're also it. extremely protective. I'm very protective. But, yeah, they were, like, terrified of me. And I and loved it. And you loved it. I loved Alicia's that it. type of person, too. Yes. I would, Alicia's a different level, though. Alicia would, like, she torture the, the guys. She loved the She tortured the guys. Um, anyways, don't get me wrong. I'm incredibly happy for him because he's so happy. But I'm also worried about him. He's hardly ever around our family anymore, and they're moving in together in January. We grew up Southern Baptist, and in college, I converted to Catholicism. But no matter how you spin it, I am a Christian. During our visit with my family, my brother and I had a heart-to-heart. I tend to be a mediator between him and my mom because she's been concerned about him for months but doesn't talk to him. They are so much alike that when they do end up talking, they both get super defensive. My brother opened up and shared with me that his girlfriend is an atheist and that he now considers himself one as well. I'm very open and understanding of others, but to hear my brother confess this, my heart shattered. I couldn't express that to him because he was already crying and I hated to see him that way. How do I repair the slightly cracked relationship with my brother before it shatters? I don't want to lose him because he's technically my daughter's godfather and he's my baby brother and I can't imagine life without that connection. I could go on with more details but it's already long enough so hopefully you've gotten a good enough picture. Speaking of pictures, oh and she sent one of her and her brother. Cute. No, that's her husband. Oh, her and her brother. Cute. And that's her and her husband and her baby. She's so cute. I love you both so much, Anonymous. I think it's very hard. It almost goes along with kind of like the story we were talking about last week, (laughs) aka 20 Mm -hmm. minutes ago, Mm -hmm. Um, where when people change, but you knew them as certain things, and it's it's hard to to process that and to know how to act and then to find that line, especially in family and especially I feel like when it comes to topics like this, mm-hmm. um, because obviously like if you identify as a Christian and the things that you believe and then someone you love says like they don't believe in those things, like mm-hmm. a lot of times it's very hard for people because they're like, I know I want you to go to heaven. I want you to like have that connection with me where we like believe the same things. So it can be very hard to process that type of a change. Mm -hmm. But I do think like there comes this point where, especially with family, because they're not going anywhere, you have to either, you have to be able to, obviously you express your concerns but you have to be able to at some point communicate that you love them and you accept them from who they are. I was too. just about to say, um, you had you wrote that you don't want to lose him. I don't think that that should be even like I don't think that's gonna ha- I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah. If you handle this the right way, that shouldn't happen at all. The number one thing that should be communicated to him and his girlfriend, but primarily him, is that you love him. Yeah, you are family. That's your brother, you're his sister, and you are diehards. Like, you are family, and nothing's going to change. You love him, you support him, it doesn't matter. Do you disagree with him? Sure, but that shouldn't get in the way of you guys being family and how much you love him. As long as that is communicated, number one, before anything else, then you can have conversations differently. Like, Like, I think... As a sister, we've talked about this on episodes before, like being friends and being like in that close circle of people in your life. You have the the right to mention concerns and to have constructive conversations about it. Just letting them know like, hey, like, yeah, I'm a little worried because that's a big drastic change. But I'd love to talk about like what made you get there? Like, yeah. What brought you to this decision? Like, do you see this like affecting like your forever thought or like. 
does it bother you? Like, you know, I think that opens a door and window, especially as siblings, to be able to have like a good conversation yeah. about it. But remember, like he's an he's an adult and he can make those decisions for himself. And it's just about letting him know that he's loved and not overstepping your boundaries when when it comes to you giving him any advice. Also, like, I think obviously it's hard to watch. I mean, it's probably you're making the connection because even when I'm reading it. So she's 28. He's like 23. Yeah. So and it's his first girlfriend. And then what? all of a sudden now you're just totally changing all your like foundational religious beliefs. Mm -hmm. Like I'm sure as a sister, you're watching it and you're like, this girl is just like morphing you into someone you're not. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. And that unfortunately is very like common that mm -hmm. can happen. I mean, we were just talking about a exactly, story exactly. last week about exactly. people at that age. Like so this is normal. I think like, I think you, you have to be careful because if, if he's just in this place where he's like, if he is being influenced, which it sounds like he is, and then you guys come at it very hard and aggressive, like that's only going to push him farther down a path he's in. Mm -hmm. If if that's not like the path that he's choosing, right? Yeah. And I think in general, <laughs> I I don't know why, but I think that I will say I feel like I feel like Christians as as a big picture are accused of this the most, mm -hmm. being very aggressive about like what they think and what they feel is right. This happens. A family member tells you some news. You start flipping tables. You're, you you're are going to scriptures. You're, like, yes. you know, all it becomes so intense. And it's a lot of religious. It's, ugh, it happens in a lot of religions. But yeah, specifically I feel like I feel like Christians get a bad name because of the people that are very aggressive. Yeah. And it makes me so sad because I don't think that ever has been a part of like what I identify as at all. Mm -hmm. And for me, also, it's just common communication and people skills. Yeah. If you yell something in my face and come at me with this spirit of like, I'm right and you're wrong. Yeah. I'm going to have a really hard time hearing what you have to say. Oh, immediately I'm line. closing off. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that what what we forget is that no matter what you believe, us as humans are very relational and all we want is for people to support us and respect us. Like yeah. it's like a basic thing. So I've had friends that have believed different things. Am I shy about what I believe? No. Am I forcing it down their throat? No. Do I present myself in a way that obviously like they know if they had questions or if they were open to have a conversation, I would? Of course, because obviously I'm gonna talk about like anything that has to do with my life with people who care you know mm -hmm. but it's 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 something that I think like you're gonna have to be careful of because I think that you're gonna come into this how do we change him back like how do we get him back and I think that if you do it in the wrong way instead of just being like hey I love you and I miss you and I support you and I'm still going to talk about my religion. I'm still going to invite you to church with me. I'm not going to make you feel alienated. And I'm here in case he does have those moments where he's like, wait, I don't know if I made the right decision or I'm having doubts. Like you want to create that loving, open relationship so he feels comfortable to come talk to you. Not a judgment relationship where he's like, I'm not. Why am I going to talk to you? I know you have like ulterior motives, you yeah. know? No, 100 percent. I think in the end, it's all about respect and respecting yeah. each other. And I think I, I don't know how else to word it. But as long as you just make it very clear that him, his choice in a partner and his choice in religion uh, doesn't affect the way you see him, view him, love him, respect him your relationship should, yeah. shouldn't change in any way. Like, yes, you don't see eye to eye, but whose family all sees eye yeah. to eye? That's not new. Um, so again, just really show him how much you love him. Don't change how you view him or how you talk around about your faith with him. Like that you shouldn't change in any way. He shouldn't change in any way. As long as you respect each other. Yeah. And I think like at the end of the day, like that's such a, people's views of what they like what they believe is such a personal thing mm -hmm. and I think that it's it's sometimes people 
they take too much responsibility on themselves to affect someone else's decision. Yeah. And at the end of the day, um, because again, I just, I do feel like there have been so many Christians that have done terrible things to like paint a view of who I, who I think we were meant to be. Um, at the end of the day, I feel like you're meant to love God and love people. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what I believe, right? So at the end of the day, as long as I'm still doing those things, I can pray for people. I can pray, um, you know, for people's hearts to be changed. But as long as every action I'm doing is communicating that I love that person Mm -hmm. and I'm there for them, then I'm doing my job. It's not my job to, like, force feed anything down anyone's throat. And I think that goes with, like, anything in life. Like, it's not the way to speak about things and it's not the way to get people to like listen to what you have to say. So I think you need to take a step back and you can communicate, hey, if I'm honest, I'm I'm a little bit sad and I'm worried that like you're changing so much and and I just want to make sure like you're still you yeah. and you're still like who you are and you're not changing for another person. That is a very very valid thing to say to yeah. someone. And it's totally normal to be like, hey, I can't help but notice all these changes yeah. happening the second you started dating this girl. I just want you to be aware. You don't you have know? to be like you're going down a path of sin. Like, you don't have to say she's no. an evil person. You can no. just be like, I've noticed and I'm going to leave that with you. you and know? then, yeah, and you say, obviously, I love you and I'm here for you and I just want to make sure you're being true to yourself. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to talk about these things anymore, but you're my brother and I want you in my life. So like, please don't feel yeah. distant. What please if you know that start you to feel to that me. tension? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then if you are the mediator between him and your mom, that's where I would just continue to encourage her. Like mom, it's his life. Mm-hmm. He's going to do what he's going to do, but we need to make sure like we're still being like family to him. Yeah. And, and it's so normal for moms to think that they, are responsible for the actions of their kids. Yeah. This has nothing to do with her. He's a grown adult. He can make those decisions on his own. And again, just like we said in the last episode, those early ages of like 20 you through 25, you are, yeah. you're figuring shit out. You don't know who you are, what you believe in. You're figuring out your career. Like people are going through so much dramatic life-changing things. Just let them be. Yeah. Just let them be. Yeah. And pray, girl. That's all you can do. All right. Well, thank you for writing that in. I feel like I feel like that's very common in just like different things. Like I where like someone starts to like make decisions the rest of the family. Yeah. It's it's hard. It can cause like a lot of tension. So, um I'm definitely sending all the vibes that it'll be a happy holiday and mm-hmm. it'll feel united and full of love and all the things. Okay, well, moving on to my story. I was very stoked about this one because it was just, it was just positive. Oh. It was just like, and I liked it, you know? Well, yeah, I feel like we get a lot of heavy stories now, so it's it's nice to get like an uplift. Yeah, let this uplifting. be, let this be, uh, let it be known that we take positive stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> we like good, we love happy stories. Um, this one is titled, Living my best life. Wow, Hello? to a great start. I know, I know. Hello, Ashley and Taryn. I would like to remain anonymous, but you can know my name. Don't know what you mouth, but sure. okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know why we do that. We really should. I know. Um, I absolutely love your podcast, especially this year's October series. Thank you, ladies, for everything that you do. I'm incredibly grateful. I am 18 years old, an Enneagram 3, and currently a freshman in college studying pharmaceutical sciences so that I can get my doctorate in a pharmacy degree. I am loving every minute of this college journey and have made so many great friends this year. I have gotten confirmation that this is what I am meant to be studying since I have fallen in love with all of my classes, especially chemistry. Wow, you lucky duck. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's not the case for everyone in school. Nope. Specifically me. Yeah. I am doing very well in school and working so hard to get the grades that I need to get into the doctor of pharmacy program. Although I am excelling in school and pride myself on being productive, the Enneagram 3 in me never allows me to be satisfied. 
I always feel like I need to be doing something more than I already am. And if I do, I feel like I have not been productive enough. I have always been a hard worker and have reaped the benefits of it, but I am not sure how to shake the feeling of never being content with the amount of work that I have done throughout the day and feeling like I should always be doing something more. I am super involved in clubs and organizations in college and have a very full course load, so I know this feeling is not due to boredom. And on days that I don't have that many things to do on my to-do list and end up taking a full break, I feel sluggish and I feel gross. I know all of this is part of my personality, but I do not want to let it get into my head. What would your advice be for me in taking steps to feel satisfied with my work and be okay with taking breaks? I know I need to develop those skills if I want to be successful in my schooling and in life. Thank you so much for reading this email. I hope it all made sense and just writing down all my thoughts as they came to me helped. I hope you ladies are doing well and I look forward to the next episode of the pod. All my love and gratitude, Anonymous. Wow. First of all, I just feel like you're thriving in school. Even the way even the way that you are looking for advice on how to like Yeah. On how this is what you're looking for advice for just is oh, it just radiates such an Enneagram three. My sister's an Enneagram three. And something that I've struggled with with her and let me paint a picture for you. We've obviously lived together our whole lives, but I just spent five years living alone with her in a house. Taryn was a roommate for a while, so she got to witness this a lot. I had a really hard time comparing myself to her work ethic because she doesn't stop. No, she wakes up and works and is editing in bed before going to bed. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and give you the blunt of it. It's toxic and it's very unhealthy for you. And I feel like she didn't, she went a really long time before it finally hit her and then she plummeted. So I love the fact that you are looking for mm. like structure and balance now because that just means you're going to have a much healthier outlook on work. Yeah. And you obviously recognize that there is times to take breaks and that's important to take breaks. Um, but it's also important to celebrate like how, how successful you're doing yeah. and it does feel really good to get everything on your to-do list done. Um, so I think little things that I've started doing since I now live alone. Yeah, she does. Um, I love having like a designated, I call it my like, I call it wine o'clock, whether I'm drinking or not. <laughs> um, five o'clock or 6 p.m. is when I like to sit on my patio and just sit. With my dog, I'll usually take my dog on a walk. I'll listen to a podcast. Um, maybe if it's like a Friday or Saturday, I'll have a glass of wine. If not, I'll pour myself a cup of tea or um, have a snack. And I'll just sit for 30 minutes and go over like everything that I did. And I'll be like, oh, I did that good. I did that good. And feel good about my accomplishments. If there's something I need to do still, I'll just make a little mental note of, okay, when I'm done with my little wine o'clock hour, I'll get that done too. Um, but there's zero pressure there's 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 zero me being negative at myself. I think it is important to have a manageable to-do list. Yeah. I think something that threes do that needs to be controlled is having a to-do list of 30 things that they have to yeah. do in the day. Let's be realistic. Um, let's make let's let's have a to-do list that we have to do that week and then let's have a, a manageable daily to-do list of what you can actually get done. That way when you get it done, you can fully let go and relax. Cuz that's something I feel like three struggle with a lot yeah well it's interesting too because she said like even if she does all the things she accomplished she still feels like she didn't get enough done mm -hmm. so I feel like you need to like actually honor what that to-do list is mm -hmm. like if, if you're you done intentionally set out to do a certain amount of goals and you check those things off then like you've got to get that out of your head and you've got to like let yourself feel accomplished because that's the dangerous part is if you don't get that emotion in check of always being like, I need more. I should have done more. I want more. Like you're just going to spiral like that for the rest of your life. Like yeah. you've got to get that in check. So whether it's, you know, letting yourself celebrate yourself with a glass of wine at five o'clock or, um, you know, like whatever it is that you do, you've got to find ways to like within be satisfied with what you've done in the day yeah and um, recognize that mental health and self-care is just yeah. as important as all those other things oh fully so whether it's you celebrate with a book 
okay, now it's time to read. You know, yeah. I get to do this because I finished all of this. Or you get to make yourself a, a yummy meal or you get to order dinner from like your favorite place. Yeah. You got to you got to celebrate yourself somehow. Yeah. Even if that's just like fully doing a full skincare routine, like you got to take a moment for yourself. For sure. It's necessary. I think also like about like days off and feeling like you didn't do anything or what did she say? She feels like sluggish. When she or, does take a full break, yeah. she feels gross and sluggish, so, which I personally relate to. I get, I mean, I can thrive at being lazy, but I do get that, like, if I'm just, like, laying watching TV all day, like, where you feel almost, like, sick, you know, because you've just been there. I understand that, but I think, I think you've got to, like, find hobbies or something to do. Like, for me, if I wake up on a Saturday and I know I have a Lego set that I'm doing that day, Mm -hmm. like, even though to me, like, that is my purest form of, like, relaxing and, like, joy, it does feel very intentional for me to, like, have something out. It's an activity that I'm doing. Um, maybe you're like, oh, I'm going to watch an episode and then I'm going to go organize the fridge. Or I'm going to, like, watch another episode and then do something else or go for a walk. Like, you can still plan out a day of being, like, having a break. A you know what I mean? Percent. So I think it's it's finding that balance And even if you're being intentional about things, all the activities you're being intentional about, just make sure wrapped within those is like self-care, resetting, you know what I mean? But um, I think think you've got a lot of like mental work you need to do of how do you restructure the way that you like view and think about things. Yeah. But I think it's very doable. 100%. And I just got so excited because this whole conversation made me think of a podcast that I love. And one of my favorite podcasters is Ed Milet. He is very inspirational. He's very wise, I feel like, when it comes to just work and the brain and having that work having that work ethic. Um, and he interviewed Mel Robbins, who is the author of The Motivational Power of a High Five. And I listened to that podcast probably three times. I sent it to everyone I know. I was like, this is an incredible episode where it just, it, it, she talks about how she started giving herself a high five in the mirror to get her going that day. And then it became such a thing that, that if she finished something, she'd just give herself a little self high five. It was the smallest little recognition of accomplishment. But it became a perpetual habit to the point where her whole family, oh, you did something great? High five. Oh, she's sitting by herself. If she just, got, I don't know, did an enormous like work thing, she would just give herself a little self high five. And if she was feeling down and unmotivated to work, she'd look in the mirror, hype herself up and like give herself a self high five. And she obviously says this much more eloquently. Oh, the the actual like psychology and science that she brings yeah. of one, how we're conditioned from a young age, like what a high five represents mm-hmm. and the feeling of accomplishment and support. And then two, like she just goes into like the the brain. It's very fascinating. Yeah. I, I highly recommend the book too. Yeah. Um. So I, I if you... We'll actually have it linked. I think we should link it in the description box for you guys to listen because one, you'll love him, and I, I am totally fine with supporting him. Um, but two, she's incredible, and yeah. and I really think it is such a doable, manageable thing to add to your lifestyle um, that will just completely change and alter it, and and bring something positive into your life. And I think especially because you, anonymous, are just such a like on top of it progressive three like looking into the future to want to make a better future for yourself like this is gonna just I think really complement it and just be the cherry on top to a very healthy work ethic and and mental health lifestyle yeah no for sure we gotta gas ourselves up we Mm -hmm. gotta support ourselves we work hard yeah we do and we do deserve that break and honestly like I've gotten better at if I've had a day where I've just been lazy all day, mm-hmm. like at some point, and if I'm fighting myself on it or like whatever, at some point I'll finally just like within myself be like, okay, you're obviously struggling today. So how about we actually be intentional about resting today? Yeah. And 
And then it doesn't feel like there's no guilt of like, oh my gosh, I'm sitting on the couch. I should be doing something. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, no, I've already like leaned into like, I'm not being productive today. And for whatever reason, I'm struggling. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes intentional. So I think even even small things like building a Lego set, like you can be very intentional about it. And it can be something that you feel accomplished about your day if you like set that intentionality so yeah and after a break if you're starting to feel gross and sluggish I get that feeling because for me there's a fine line between a vacation like a a six seven day vacation and a 10 day vacation 10 days is too long usually for me and I start feeling gross sluggish I miss my routine and I I just want to get back into it but I love my favorite thing about vacation is that like drive and desire to get back into my routine. I never yeah. hit my routine harder than after I'm, I've come back from a break. Yeah, that's true. Like I dive in head first. I'm waking up early. I'm chugging my water. I'm getting all my work done before five. I'm crushing my workouts and I'm seeing my friends because I feel like that break did that for me. And yeah. I think it's important to let yourself have that break so that you can work even harder and dive in even harder into your routine. That's why it's so necessary to go on vacation and take yeah. mental health breaks. No, so, for sure. Even though it feels sluggish and gross, take it for what it is. Use that as a fire to propel you into the next day. And you've got this, baby girl. You are. You're crushing Thriving. it. You're crushing it over there. Wow. Well, you've inspired me to crush it. <laughs> like, well, I'm, I'm going to start working on my New Year's resolutions now. And <laughs> well, guys. That's all I got for today. Yeah. We went through two stories. Yeah, we did. Um, I We're do on top have some of it today. Christmas trivia. Do you want a couple? <gasps> yes, please. Okay. We should. It's festive. Um, what did the other reindeer not let Rudolph do because of his shiny red nose? Come on, Ash. Sneeze. It's not a dad joke. It's a trivia. No, oh. play any reindeer game. Oh, I thought it was a... It's trivia. I forgot what we were doing. How <laughs> many ghosts showed up in A Christmas Carol? Three. Four? Four. Damn. <laughs> where, <laughs> Where is baby Jesus born? Bethlehem. Good job. What are the two most popular names for Santa Claus? Saint Nick? No. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And? <laughs> uh, two most popular names. St. Nick. Rhymes with a chip. Rhymes with what? A chip. <laughs> Pringle. Chris Kringle. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, Pringle. Pringle. Um, in Home Alone, where are the McAllisters going on vacation when they leave Kevin? Hawaii. London. Paris. I don't know why I'm whispering. Um, in the classic movie, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, mm-hmm. the Grinch was described in three words. They all start with an S. Sly. Slimy. Stinky. Smelly. Scratchy. <laughs> You can't scratch your face when you're giving me hints. My face is stink, stank, stunk. Stink, stank, stunk. Um, in the what follows? What word follows "silent night" in the song? Holy night. Good job. You've only got the Uh, all the the super Christian stuff. Yeah, (laughs) I'm dead. Um, What country did eggnog come from? Ooh, interesting. I don't know. England. You know what? That tracks. I don't um, like eggnog. Do you like eggnog? I I don't feel like I would, but I also don't know if I've tried it in the last like 10 years. I will say I've definitely had it. I don't know that I've had the authentic version, but either way, I don't think mm. I like it. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's not just, my thing. <laughs> drinking eggs is <coughs> all I think about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay, last one. Where... Oh, in the song Winter Wonderland... What do we call the snowman? Frosty? No. I don't know. Parson Brown. Oh. You know, you know the song? No. Sing it. Um, in, <laughs> in, in the meadow we can build a snowman and oh, pretend man. that he is Parson Brown. He is what? Parson Brown. Parson Brown. What did you say? 
I don't know. I think I mumble a lot of Christmas songs. <laughs> Actually, I don't know a lot I of lyrics. I think you do that to, there's been a few times we've been driving and like you'll sing something and I'm like, what did you say? I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to say something. <laughs> How, when does everyone sit down? Do people look up the lyrics? <laughs> because that is a real, a real thing that I've noticed that people just know the lyrics. <laughs> and I'm like, you must have looked. When did people start doing that? Because I don't know, unless I feel like it has to be a very specific type of slow song for me to know all the words specifically. But even then, they all like you know singing. Words get mushed together. Some, but I feel like I just like listen and then like I'll think about like context wise. Maybe I don't think. Yeah, but also like you're (laughs) you'll you'll be off, but it also makes sense. I don't think it always makes sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I think it's just me just like shooting the just what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, that's funny. I wish like I wish there was a way to like know all of the lyrics that you've done wrong because that would oh be oh my god, so funny. Yeah, I mean, it would be all a lot of them, most of them, <laughs> most of my life. I remember oh, what was it? When do people <laughs> look up the lyrics? There was a Christmas song that I remember. I remember being in choir in like second grade singing for our Christmas show. And I would always say something Chelsea. And I knew that that in ex Chelsea's Deo. Yes. I would always say Chelsea. Chelsea. In ex Chelsea's Deo. Yeah. When the, the word is Excelsius Deo yeah, yeah, or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah. Um, but for, for the longest time, I said Chelsea because I didn't know what the hell everyone was saying. And you're just like, I don't know who Chelsea is, but like, whatever. She must be important. <laughs> She's cool. <laughs> Jesus's cousin, yeah. Chelsea. Chelsea, didn't you know? <laughs> I'm dead. Oh, okay. Um, well, continuing in the spirit, we'll end with a. Christmas dad joke. Yes, please. How much did Santa pay for his sleigh? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. It was on the house. Get it? Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for making it to the dad joke. If you did, you already know. We love you the mostest. Follow Merry us. Merry freaking Christmas, On y'all. socials. Also, Merry Christmas. Uh, we love you guys so much and we hope you have the best happiest most (laughs) delightful holidays Um, and we'll talk to you soon love you all Bye. bye